It's been a minute since we've had it this week in football, but Nelson's back. So we got to talk a little man you with him. How does he feel about Ten Hag as being the new manager? A quick chat about what is happening with Champions League last week, talking about the games coming up, as well as is Byron done? Short episode, but you enjoy it. So, I mean, we haven't, I haven't talked to you since, man, you got a new manager. And as our resident, yeah. as our resident, uh, <laughs> as our resident Man U fan, I feel like you have much to say. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Nelson Hour, the Nelly Hour, brought to you by Angry Disappointed Fans. Angry Disappointed Fans, you gotta love them. Um, this is sponsored also by um, all the Wi-Fi we can afford at this point. Uh, Nelly, so Man U has a new manager. Yeah. How do you feel as a Man U fan? Um, so two parts. Now, I've, we've been down this road so many times now that I no longer believe the hype because mm-hmm. we've had good, good coaches. We've had Mourinho, we've had, uh, Louis van Gaal, we've had, um, those two. <laughs> those are really good. Those two are really, really good, good coaches. coaches. But like, honestly, I think, I think both of them were good coaches. I think the issue is management for so long has blocked coaches from really getting the best out of their coaches. So they don't back them properly. You know, like I, from what it seemed like from the previous CEO was he cared more about the guy you're bringing in, how much value is he on the balance sheet? How much value does he provide from a sponsorship perspective mm-hmm. and so on? I hope, because now we've got new management coming in, I hope two things occur. First of all, this guy is allowed to get rid of all the dead weight. Phil Jones needs to get out of there. I love Eric Bailly, but you, you, can, you can't play on one leg. Eric Bailly needs to go. Um, dude, like, I'm not kidding when I say three quarters of this squad needs to go. Yeah. So if three quarters of the squad needs to go, you need to also back this guy to at least, and I'm not expecting us to challenge in the next two years. Okay. But if you clear out the squad in the first two years, I am willing to give you another two more years. Okay. Meaning you bring in every single year for the next four years, you're bringing in talent that puts us at a level that makes us, I would assume, competitive. And I don't think this guy's going to do it. Not because he's capable of, or sorry, incapable of it. I just think the club isn't... I don't think this club has genuinely looked at itself and properly assessed itself and said, we're we're in trouble. I don't think they've really, you know, it hasn't clicked yet. Okay. Because, you know, they're, they're basically like every other club. They're, tr- they're trying to patch every hole. Like I had recently, I, I saw, okay, it's all rumors. Yeah. So who really knows whether it's true or not? But I saw, like, they said Eric Ten Hag wants to work with Jesse Lingard. I'm like, Jesse's been trying to leave this club for two years now to West yeah. Ham. Let the guy go. If you don't want to be at my club, get the fuck out. I'm sorry, just get out, man. I don't want you here. Get out, because 
let's forget let's all forget Lingard I think is on like one twenty thousand a year. Oh, sorry, one twenty thousand a week, sorry. Hundred and twenty thousand yeah. a week. You can get a young guy from Belgium who'll do the exact same work for twenty five K. And I'm not kidding when I say the same work because Lingard hasn't done anything for us. So I would say I don't care about the coach. Genuinely. I care about management. Is management finally going to change and just say, my bad, we've run the club poorly for the last eight years and now it's time that we we now go forward with a proper plan. Yeah. So the plan being, we use analytics to get the players and check with the coach to validate. Because my thing is, we don't use analytics to get players. Yeah. In 2022, that is mental. The biggest club in the world in terms of fan base doesn't use analytics. That's mental. So I don't think anything changes, honestly. I think Ten Hag just just a waste of space. Well, and I think that- like I actually, if I say a lot of people have said like that's such a bad move for him, and I agree. I think it should go to. The problem is all the other big clubs are poison chalices, you know, like all of yeah. them. Real Madrid is a problem. Barcelona, well, they've got Xavi. He seems to be doing well. Yeah. Um. Juventus is a mess. Bayern Munich is a mess. I don't think him going to like Dortmund would be a step down for him. I think after how high he's raised Ajax. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually thought he'd be a perfect manager for like a Tottenham. Yeah, because I think a Tottenham he could he could convince Daniel Levy or Levi to get um to get more out of the squad. I think the coach we have, uh, I don't know, man. I am, I'm so tired of our club. I couldn't care less. I, I think you bring up a good point. And I think that's kind of how I feel about with Man U too, which is as much as it's not that the coach doesn't matter. It's just I know. You, you have to be looking at the squad as a whole. And if you're going to look at the squad as a whole, it's not necessarily the management. It's mm-hmm. really it's the coach and the management being in sync and saying we we can't this isn't let's this isn't let's try this one more time. There is no more one kick at a can with this. Because like you've no. you've tried to and and I'm not even gonna go out to say even if you say you actually replace the issues that are the issues, i i.e. getting like defensive midfielders, proper depth at, around the getting younger and whatnot. It's about getting you have to move on. That group has had a has had a run. And has not been as successful as some stats would suggest, and it really is time to just to kind of reset a little. What stats? What's the only the only stat that I can say? There's only one. Genuinely, there are two players in that squad that have earned a right to continue. Those two players are David de Gea and Bruno Fernandes. Mm-hmm. Those two. That's it. And by the way, there's an asterisk. With De Gea. I actually don't like De Gea. The guy's a liability. Yeah. He never steps out of his... Like, he's a genuine liability. 
But if we're talking about people who, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's clarify. Rashford had a bad year this year, but Rashford has genuinely been a good player for us. So I'll give Rashford the benefit of the doubt, right? Because he actually has had good years. But the rest, yeah, and I mean the rest of the squad, I mean the whole team needs to get out, man. No one else. I don't think there's a single other person. Fred has probably Not done even well Sancho? enough to consider. No, I, I, sorry. Sancho's too young. Sancho wouldn't go anywhere. Okay, fair So I, I'm okay with Sancho. Yes. Yeah, Sancho isn't who we're I'm talking, talking about. We're talking about the whole been squad. Here. Yeah, we're talking about people. Who yeah, who've been, been yeah, here. Okay, you said people fair. from previous. So I think when you look at the whole list, Fred yeah. has probably done well the last two managers. So I can give Fred the benefit of the doubt. Scott McTominay for me, too slow, doesn't do anything. Get him out of there. Um, Bruno Fernandes, we stay. So Bruno, so for me, it's Bruno, Bruno, Fred, De Gea. Those are the only three I would oh, and Sancho. Those are the only four I would genuinely say you have to keep. Then the ones that I don't mind if you keep is Rashford. That's it. I'm not kidding. That's it. Those are, that's the only guy I'm okay with you saying, like, I can work with him. I'm pretty sure I can figure him out. Okay, you do you. But the rest all go. I want Cavani gone. I want Ronaldo gone. I want uh, Alex Wan-Bissaka gone. I want, um, uh, what's it called? Sorry, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I want Aaron Wan-Bissaka gone. I want Delo gone. I want, uh, oh, I have Varane too. I think Varane has all, like, Varane's new, right? So we add him on the Jidan Sancho pile. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I do like Lindelof, but I think we can do better than Lindelof. So he can get out, man. Now, I think we need to stop mm-hmm. our romanticism and just accept you did bad business. Yeah. You know, like when you're on bankruptcy and you just go, I'm just going to get rid of everything and you start from scratch. That's all we need yeah. to do. We need to say this, this, all of this, were te- this was a terrible investment. But trying, putting, trying to like pretend like it's actually a good investment is the issue. Get rid of them. And then we move forward. Yeah. So, I hear everyone's now, like, harping on James Garner, and I'm like, bro, he's young, dude. James Garner's too young. Like, you can't hold, Mm -hmm. you can't say, oh, yeah, there's a young kid coming up. We're now excited for him. No. The guy's a kid. We need adults in this game now. We need people who've played. I've been saying this Mm -hmm. ever since we wanted him. I wanted Milinkovic Savage. Four years ago, when we had Van Hal, I wanted Milinkovic Savage. We never got yeah. him. Oh, no, sorry, not Van Hal, uh, Mourinho. When we had Mourinho's coach, I wanted him. We didn't get him. So mm. if we get Milinkovic Savage, he's older now. No one cares about him anymore. So we're going to get him for cheap. Yeah. You get Milinkovic Savage, you've, you've, fill, you've filled your defensive midfield slot. You already have an attacking midfielder who you... I'm guessing we're not going to be playing 4-2-3-1 anymore. We're going to evolve to a 4-3-3. I would hope so. So, can Fernandez play as as an 8? I think so. And then we get another 8. 
So we just need another eight, like a proper eight. I hear we want De Jong. There's no way we're getting De Jong. So I don't know why people think we're going to get a player from Barcelona that easily. So get another eight. Get, we have Sancho on the left. We need a right winger because I think Rashford's over. So we need another right winger. And then we need a striker. We need a full defense and then keep the hair for now, but always plan like in two years or even next year, he's gone. That's what you have to do. You just have to go like, okay, it's a wash, yeah. bro. We keep him for now, but then we get rid of him. But yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not excited that Ten yeah. Hag is coming. Like, like some people are. I'm not really excited. I'm like, you need, he needs a war chest. He needs a like Qatar freaking war chest, like 300 million mm. to be able to make this squad. I'm not even talking about challenging for the league. I mean, challenging for third place, he needs a war chest. That's the truth. For us to challenge for third place, we need a war chest. Mm. And then in four years, we do enough to actually meet up with the rest. So that's it. Oh, that's about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, and if they're able to do that, and they actually do, and I think that's the key thing, if they actually do, and I think, like I said before, which you're alluding to, if management and the coach get on the right page versus management telling the coach one last can if if the coach can dictate what he wants and hopefully that is resetting i think in two to three years man you could be in sitting in a lot healthier spot than what they are now and yes for those of you who I, be like yeah but i don't think that but that's the truth is the truth is if you if you follow man you mm-hmm. you know our management will not do it They've lied to every single coach, mm-hmm. every single one. They've lied to, um, they lied to Mourinho. Yeah. They lied to Van Hal. They lied to Ole. So they, what they do is they get you in, and then they forget the the the, the suggestions that they gave you. And the the thing, the problem is, mm-hmm. let's assume they give him a war chest of like two hundred million. It's a good amount of money. He spends it well. He gets the people that he wants to get it. If we place well, remember how I yeah. said it's a four-year process? They wouldn't back him on the second year because they're going to go, you did well with these players, just keep improving them. Instead of, hey, no, 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 we need to buy another goalkeeper. We need to buy this. We need to get this in. And then we can start seeing benefits. Because yeah. you look at every man you coach, they always come in and have one good season. And instead of backing them after the good season, they actually get, they only bring in like one player, maybe two, if they're lucky. Uh. So that's my concern. Is we're not just going to go anywhere. Because they have two, they, we need a management style that is, they don't, they don't mess with us. The coaching, the football side should have, um, like a liaison between the business and the football side. The manager should never feel like he's not being backed. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I view it. And that's never and I never really feel like 
they're, I never really feel like the management is being properly backed or both management and the coaching are in sync, are in step with each other. And I think that's the key thing. So, I mean, like you've said, I think we are waiting for to see the fruits of both management and the coach being on the same page, heading in the right direction versus the same direction, because it could just be management saying, yeah, actually, we'll kick this can one more time and see what we can do. It's like, you, you can't squeeze anything more out of this. And the results are showing where like, they are two bad results from being out of all European competitions next year. So I'm not trusting that. So, yeah, I, th- I think you being the Man U fan and me looking at it from outside, I was like, yeah, it could work. But as we've said, until management properly backs the coach with what they're trying to do, they don't really stand that good chance of moving in the right direction. They might move in the same direction, but that same direction may not be the direction that is best suited for the club for its long-term success. And I think that's what needs to happen. That definitely is what needs to happen. Speaking of things that happened, did you did you catch any Champions League this week? Nels, did you catch any Champions League this week? The Liverpool... I got the Liverpool-Real Madrid game. Okay. The Liverpool-Real Madrid game? Yeah. That's like all the games. Yeah. The Liverpool-Villarreal game or the Man City? Oh, sorry, Man Man City. Man City and Real Madrid. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't want the Liverpool or the... I didn't want a Liverpool Villarreal game. I want a Man City yeah. game. I think that's the game that we watched. First that of- game was insane. It was. That, that's probably the best game I've seen in... I don't know. Like I think that's the best game I've seen in like five years. You're, you're going to put it down best game in like, the last five years you've seen? Yeah. Man, it probably I goes like, further than that. I couldn't I, I take know my breath in this game. For a fact, that's the best game I've seen in five years. Sorry? Mm-hmm. No, I was saying, I couldn't catch my breath. I said, I said I couldn't catch my breath for this series, for this game, because it just... Every moment I thought, okay, this is what's going to happen. Next thing you know, actually no other teams coming in and just proving... Their worth in all things. And honestly, this was like the perfect game where you got excited for the sequel, which is coming up this week. This is like the perfect intro video. If this was a series, this got you going, like you're you're going to see the next video of this. And there's no doubt about it, man. It started out for the bang, Kevin De Bruyne with goal, then Gabriel Jesus second minute, 11th minute, it's 2-0 before you're really into the game, you're thinking is Man City running away? And then Benzema and Vinicius Jr., man. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. At no point yeah. in that game if you actually watched it, do yeah. you think Man City were running Madrid rampant? Because no. what Madrid seems to do, and that's some, something that Ancelotti, Ancelotti's teams are good for, is that Ancelotti's teams suck a punch. Yes. They actually remind me, oddly enough, of like the 
late 90s, early 2000s Man U team, mm-hmm. where you look like you're technically getting better out of the other team, or you're getting better of, of Man United, but then slowly you yes. would see like signs of, oh no. My thing was, the reason why, first of all, I'm like, mm, this game is still open, even though they were 2-0 up. I thought, dude, Benzema hasn't had a single chance yet. Like, if, if the, the, the story would have been different if Benzema had a chance and he, was, and he missed a couple, mm-hmm. you know? Then you say, okay, this game might be yeah. over because they're missing chances. But the fact that Real Madrid at that point had had like one or two chances or maybe just one, it was, it was like, oh, dude. You know, and there were half chances, there weren't real chances. I'm like, let's wait. Because if you've watched Madrid go on during this run, the funny thing is, even though Man City won, I actually said Madrid are going to go through. Oddly enough, I oh, think I Madrid are going to go through. I thought that too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm like, Madrid is going to score. It's going to be like a 2-0 two, two or 2-1 two yeah. win. Like, I, I can see it. It, it honestly, Because it, yeah. if Real Madrid start, like, really well, which they definitely will. Oh, it's going to be a brutal game. That was a yeah. beautiful game. Like, just the, the, the... So, I would say, like, when you look at it in, in, all, in all honesty, I think, though Man City isn't a team to scoff around, like, they can genuinely go to your home and beat you 2-0. Yeah. I feel like at the end of that game, you could tell there was a momentum shift. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is Man City going to be okay? I know they destroyed Leeds, which is the best team to play yeah. before another big game, because at least it'll give you a lot of um, a lot of hype. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't, the thing, I don't, like, is any nine playing better than Benzema right now in the world? Is there any nine playing better than Benzema? No. And you you have that plus Vinicius Jr. who's doing what he's doing and able to create and tag with that. I don't think they're out of it. And just the fact that they kept on count it's not even like it's yeah, it's counterpunching. It's you got hit, okay. And then it was just like, okay, it was it's, it's t- terrible analogy. It was like, did you watch Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, yeah. It's it's the first fight that they have on the uh, ships where Kong hits, where yeah. like Kong hits Godzilla and it's like, oh, he got him. And then Godzilla just bounces back up. It's like, nah, like that. I'm, I'm still here, man. I'm still here. And the longer it goes, the longer it just feels like, yeah, this, this feels like this is Madrid's to lose, even though they're a goal down. This just feels like it's Madrid's to lose. Well, no, I don't think it's it's I don't think it's because they're gold down. I I think regardless, Man the, the the this is the thing. Man City had, as you said, like maybe a twenty minute section where they dominated play to an extent, yeah. Yeah. But when you look at the whole seam of it, like was it Cavalio who kept like cons- like completely um like finding himself in the right position? Always defensively sound. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Like, I was like, dude, what the heck? How are you always there? Like, there were three opportunities. He literally played the right defensive move, right? Mm-hmm. 
So in my head, I'm like, dude, you're not going to get that the next game. Agreed. And I think with that, I think there'll be opportunities for Man City just breaking things through. So I think it's there. I think it's there for Madrid for the taking if they want it. And I think they'll have the players. Mm -hmm. I mean, Benzema since last summer has basically been, since the Euros really for me, has basically just been, if it's a big game, he's scoring. Period. It doesn't matter if it's a big game, Mm. he's scoring. Right in the game that France lost to Switzerland, he got them up, and then they put up the lead, and then they eventually they blew that lead. But still, Benzema showed up when they needed him to, and then when it came earlier in Champions League, he did it. Here in the Champions League, he did it. So it's just a matter of, I think there'll be opportunities, but I trust right now. I trust Benzema to get me the goals I need to win over anyone on Man City right now. And the fact that it's only a goal just to bring it level, I, I think they're I think they're going to I actually don't think it's Benzema. I think the true key to that game is Vinicius Jr. and Modric. Okay. I think those two are going to be the biggest key to beating them. Because yes. if you notice, it's only until Vinicius started like heating up did because what you need is to, to actually create fear. Man yeah. City is so comfortable attacking you. So comfortable. Yeah. But it's only when they defend that you start noticing. Like, once you start breaking down the, the style of play, that's when Man City is fallible. Yeah. And that's why you see like teams like Liverpool and stuff are so scary to them. Because Liverpool, their whole game plan is, yeah, we're just going to dominate. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have a chance against us. Yeah. You know? So, that's just me. No, and I, I think that's fair. I think this is definitely of the two matchups. I, I don't see Villarreal coming back against Liverpool, just stylistically. Liverpool just... Oh, uh, no, that was... That's that, was that was... Yeah. That's over. That's over. Yeah. There's there's no way. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> hey, hey, we gave him his flowers for beating... For beating Bayern, okay. They, oh, they they destroyed Bayern. That was a good. That was a good. Um, yeah, that was a good response in my opinion. But like, yeah, there's no way they're going to beat Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, Liverpool are too yeah, good. Yeah, too good. Liverpool on their <laughs> this year, I would say Liverpool on even their bad days are better than Bayern. I mean, Bayern on its great days have been great, but. A bad day for Liverpool. No, Bayern. You see, the issue with Bayern is that German league. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. Podolt, uh, not Podolski, um, Lewandowski yeah. has literally saved them time and time and time, and time again. again. Like, he's consistent. Like, Lewandowski for probably three straight years made them, like, look like a really decent team mm-hmm. when they were barely barely playing well. Because, dude, once you lose Robin and Ribery, you've lost one of the two best defenders. I'm uh, sorry, defenders. Uh, wingers yeah. of all time. Yeah. Yeah, you can put Sané there. You can put Gnabry there. But they're not them. But, yeah, I think having that... How I think, I think, I think Gnabry is actually really good, but... No, run that back. Run that back. 
I said, I think, I think Nabi's actually a really good player. But I don't think he's actually good enough to... Okay. I don't think he's good enough to, uh, what's it called, to kind of help the, the people we have. Like, I don't know. Genuinely speaking, I think we're, if you're looking at the, the teams in all their, um, in all their glory, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so difficult to, to pick Bayern. Like, Bayern's, I, I think Bayern's dead now. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I'm, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, what do they okay. do after that, right? I mean, yes, they've won. Who, Bayern? Won, yeah. What do they do now? Because, I mean, you could, this could be the year where they lose a lot of players. And, I mean, now we're going to have to have either, they're either replacing them with players. It's like, do you play Lewandowski the same wages still? Or do you come back with it for something else? And try to find someone younger where you're maybe paying the same, if not more. And Mo was calling me. Man's in Toronto, them. But like, what do you do if you are Bayern now? I mean, you've just won the Bundesliga season. You've been on a decline if you really look at it. Like after ever since, I think when they won the Champions League, that was like their last big year where they won the Pokal, and then they won Bundesliga, and then they won Champions League. But then they've not done well in the Pokal. They've not done well in Champions League. And they have just have the Bundesliga title to sit with. And it's just, what do you do with that roster now? Like, how do you... It's the same type of conversation, similar in a sense of, like, what do you do with the squad that um, Man U is having? But then it's a matter of like, how does, how, like, what does, if you're Bayern, what do you do to either get back into being one of the dominant clubs in the world versus maybe trying to restart or reset a little bit, maybe taking a step back for a year or two before relaunching going back? Like, if you're Bayern, like, what are you doing, Nelly? What would you do? And I think that's an interesting question. Because if you look at their transfer market, right, the scene, I mean, you know that they're dealing with, they've, they've lost a few players, right? Schul is on his way to, yeah, Nicholas Schul is on his way to Dortmund. You have potentially no more Lewandowski. Yeah, potentially no more. Potentially no more Gnabry, Arsane. Like, there's a lot. It's interesting when you look at the squad. There are players that you are thinking, okay, can they maintain that level? Thomas Muller is probably on his last run. Maybe he has one more season left here. But he's probably done being at that level, which means then, okay, moving on. Lewandowski is 33. Chupo Moting is 33. Right? Lewandowski's going to be 34 by the summer, starting next season. Muller's 32. Coleman is 25. Okay, you have youth there. You know, you have players like Tillman. You have Warner. Warner. You got players' options. Musiala's maybe an option coming through. But that striker position, that is the question. They don't have a real second option. What do you do ultimately with a player like... 
Davies? Do you continue to play him as a backer or do you move him up as a winger? Is there enough depth to push him back? Nogglesman has a lot of questions to answer, but we also have questions for Nogglesman in terms of how well is he able to handle getting this team back up to that standard. I think they need to do that, but like, where do you go? Where do you find? I know we've had some people talk about maybe bringing in Nunez, um, and maybe that's an option from Benfica, but I don't know if that's the answer because now it's a question of one or the other. Like, what do you do? All the questions in the world to answer. And there's not really much you can really look at and say, okay, so what next? Right? They have a lot of they have a lot of youth in the attacking midfield. There's no doubt about that. In their midfield, they have youth. Their attacking midfield is young. You know, players like Malik Tillman, Paul Warner, Jamal Musiala. Central midfield is, you know, in prime. Toliso, you know, Sabitzer, Goretzka, Roca, right? Kimmich, good shout. But then Sar, eh, has been all right this year for them. Pavard, still young. Stanisic is probably your answer you're hoping for at right back. Left back, you have both Omar Richards as well as Davies. But what do you want to do with that? You are losing Sewell. So are you going to bring back a player like Chris Richards and have him play there? Answer that question. Also to keep in mind, you also, Manuel Neuer, Neuer is not going to be that same player. He's 36. Maybe he has... Same as Muller, a year, maybe two left. This team is going to be in transition a lot sooner than he is. And if you look at the last year, right? Nobel, Nubel gone, Richards on loan, Alaba on a free, Jerome Boateng on a left. Like, there's a lot to ask and look at. Upamakano is probably the answer you're hoping is able to step in and play well, but he's been all right this year. There's just a lot of questions, especially at the striker position. What are they able to get from a striker position? Because looking at everything they've done, it's Lewandowski with 34, Ganabri with 13, Muller, Sane, Komen, Youth. If you look at their, let's actually quickly take a look at their Bayern 2 team and see if there's anyone there who's looking interesting. You know, youthful team. A lot of potentials, but what do they have? Gabriel Vidovic, Lucas Copado. Those are your options. That's who you have. And so that's kind of like what you're looking at in terms of what can they, are they the answer potentially? Can they maybe do something and come up? Taylor Booth as these now, like these are the, man, Byron could be on a drop a lot faster than we realize. And maybe we've been seeing the signs of it slowly, but maybe it comes when you lose a player like, potentially, when you lose a player like, Lewandowski. Because if that's the case that happens, then it really becomes a question of what is left for the squad, man? What is left? 
man. But I will say the fun thing about watching <laughs> the fun thing about watching the uh, Champions League matchup was Canadians. Everyone realizing, wait a minute, Modric is still good. Yes, he he's he's still been good, guys. He he's still been good, guys. Hakimi is still good playing for PSG, guys. Um, Morocco is not a joke, man. It'll be really fun to really take them, guys. We are recording this on a Sunday. We're going to wrap this up real quick here. We seem to have lost Nelson. Internet has now been cooperative, but hey, we're here. We've been able to get a lot done. But yeah, there's. It's really interesting to go. Um, if you're following us on our channel, we'll be doing some Canada content. We just watched Canada come back and beat Honduras. Uh, U17 uh, Women's Championship. One win away from being two games away. And that's really is. They are one... Yeah, it's really their one win away from being one win away from making the World Cup in India. So that's what we're going to be watching as we go. There'll probably be a video coming out for them on Wednesday, so we're looking forward to that. But guys, and thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Again, shorter episode, but still a fun one. Talking all things, what we do if you menu, what you enjoy. Guys, let us know what you enjoyed in terms of football this past week. This has been This Week in Football from the Africans. Questy signing off. Nelly signed off a little earlier, guys. Thanks for spending some time. Bye-bye for now.